to see Pastor Greg. Man. And there's a lot you don't see. <laughs> How many of you know that the person next to you doesn't know what you know? And if they knew what you knew, they'd be praising the Lord too. Is anybody here like that this morning? If they knew what I know, they'd be running and shouting and dancing too. <laughs> Man, see, this is an illustration that God gives us of what He's doing in the Spirit. You see, praise makes the way for God. It stirs God's heart. You know, when you praise the Lord, He gets up out of His chair and stands up with His scepter in His hand and rules in your behalf and scatters your enemies. Can we talk spiritual talk this morning? <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. Father, we're so happy today to know Jesus. We're so happy for this place, your gathering place. Because, Lord, for some of us, it's been a long time, it's been a rough week, been through some stuff. Some of us, Lord, we're desperate. <laughs> We've got stuff in our lives and stuff around our lives and people around us and people in our lives. And, Lord, we're troubled by a lot of things this morning. So we come to you, Lord, for word. Because we believe, Lord, that we live by your word. We live by your word, Lord, and we, we, would, we would perish if it were not for your word. And we have no word, it is your word. It is your word, Lord. We hunger for this word. And we ask you to give it to us this morning. Give us this word, O oh God, that we may live and that we may thrive in the things that you would have for us. And the church of God said amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A day of trouble has come upon us. Before this day's dawning, many spiritually sensitive people saw it coming. As they felt and discerned an unnerving encroachment of evil upon our land and our cities, our homes, and even our local churches, for years, many others who may not be given to spiritual disciplines as much, but who in their own way have calculated the effects 
of moral, ethical, economic, and political ills and have concluded that without a change in course, America was, is, headed for trouble. And church, I'm telling you, the day is upon us. It's not new to God. <laughs> Does not surprise the Lord. And it should not surprise us. Pastor said, if we're doing something for the Lord, guess what? You become a target. But that's a good thing. Hallelujah. Because God is with us. And when the devil fires a shot, it means he first has to identify himself. I mean, when he locks on you, you know he's gotten you in his sight. And you know what to do about it. If you don't know what to do about it before you leave here this morning, you're going to know what to do about it. So that's a good thing. It's a bad thing to go on thinking that everything's sweet. And then all of a sudden come to a crucial place when everything's on the line. And at that moment you find that you're wanting and short. You need a dollar and you got 99 cents and they say, I need a dollar. That day is upon us. But the day is young. There is much more to come. <laughs> There's already a rippling quake of trouble lurching throughout our communities. It's manifest in corporate corruption. And at any point this morning, anybody can say amen. From you way back there in the back, you all right down here. And you in the middle too. Praise the Lord. It helps the preacher to preach, you know, amen. So we all can help the preacher preach. Because how many of you know that I ain't the preacher? I said it helps the preacher to preach. Y'all going to help the preacher preach this morning? All right. Now, I like that. In addition to the Enrons and the Quests and the rest of that, there is concern of ongoing economic instability on Wall Street, job layoffs, terrorist threats, corruption within the church, except Woodland Hills. <laughs> Let the church say amen. Let the church give God praise. Hallelujah! And that was not an editorial remark. Your life and my life have also become targets. And we too have suffered the assault of the enemy. And it causes changes in each of us. Whenever we're called to go through something, we come out a different person. 
prayerfully a better person. So the wonderful hope we have is that as we go through this day of challenges and trials and tribulations, at the close of the day, we will be able to look into the face of the Lord and say, thank you, Lord, and he will say, thank you. <laughs> well done. That's what we all want. That's what I want. And to come to that place of change requires that we process, deal with what we're going through by faith. And the question emerges and looms large today. Not only for the church, but for everybody, but particularly the church. Because people are going to be looking at us as never before. As this day of trouble endures, people are going to look for authenticity. They're going to look for the real thing. They're going to look for something that lasts, something that makes sense, something that stands, something that is greater than that which they've relied on. And guess what? We got the goods. Let somebody say amen. amen. And the question before us is this. What do we do when losing is certain? You see, losing a battle is a possibility and probability. And guess what? An inevitability in each of our lives. Every one of us will face something that we can't handle. Oh, that's, I told you all got the dessert first. <laughs> if you have not come to that place yet where you have faced something that is beyond your capacity, then it's in your future. If you're going through it now, you know what I'm talking about. If you've gone through it before, you know what I'm talking about. When the day closes, we'll all know that we have come through. Because if anyone will live godly in this life, he will face persecution and tribulation. It goes with the territory. So the question is, in light of the threats, in light of the heightened state of alarm and alert that our nation has actually called us to live in. Think about that. Because of the threats by terrorists, our own government has told us to live in a state of awareness and alert to fearsome probabilities. What does that do? To our minds. What effect does that have on our emotions? And what does it do to our faith? People are going to become more and more desperate for God. And they might not know it, but that's what they're going to need. That's who they're going to need. And they're going to come to us with questions. How do I make it? When my family's 
disintegrating. When the divorce decree has already been made, when my child took a bullet and is gone, do y'all know that stuff happens? But in those times, when you go to work and they give you the pink slip, you open your check and there's a pink slip. Well, they come to your desk and say, we're shutting down this department. When losing is certain, how do you win? There's a word from God this morning. There's a word from God, I said this morning. I believe this word from God is in Second Chronicles chapter 20. And I'm going to read a few verses as it sets from verse one through, verses 1 through 4. It sets the background for us this morning. And it reads, It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them, besides the Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hathathan Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. Say that with me. To ask help from the Lord. Let's just say it this way. Ask help from the Lord. Look, turn to your neighbor and say, ask help from the Lord. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Say it again. I'll stop right there on that reading. The lesson teaches us three aspects of faith that have to be intact for us to win when losing is a certainty. Because we can make it. Not only can we, but we're supposed to make it. As the pastor said, what the enemy meant for evil, God uses for good. And one of our New Testament theologians, Paul, said, <laughs> It this way, all things work together for good to them that love God, who are called according to his purpose. But how do we reconcile that truth with the reality that there come in our lives situations, events that are too great for us to handle? How does God make that good? You need three things. Can you get these three things this morning? The first thing in this message this morning is that we must first come to God for help. Don't just come to church to come to church. As the pastor said, we don't come here just to come here to have church, as we say. But we're coming to do business. Do you know that? Maybe some of us did not. We are actually doing spiritual business. We are doing spiritual transactions when we go through the worship. 
From the beginning of the worship and praise, it's all strategic, guided and directed by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Sure, the ministry team rehearses and practices, but they do that as God has directed them for a purpose. Now, I'm telling you, when I sat there last night and this morning and observed the repertoire of music and songs and considered the word that God had given me to preach, I said, God, I couldn't have, orchestr- I couldn't have orchestrated that praise and worship if I had gotten with them and spent a month trying to prepare this. It's all strategic. God wants us to come to him for help. And the second thing is we have to hear God when we come to him by faith. Everything we do must be by faith. We do not just bring ourselves by habit, tradition, custom. Some, as if we're just working on some kind of uh, automatic program. We're on, we're on, what do they call it, automatic pilot. You just push the button and we just operate. Sunday morning we go to Woodland Hills. Saturday night we go to Woodland Hills. Time is out, we go home. We go to lunch. We do whatever we do. No, 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 no. We come by faith. We come to God by faith. That means we have to engage ourselves spiritually. Come to God by faith, number one. Number two, believe that God will speak to us by faith. Don't expect God to speak through a thunderbolt or lightning rod or some other incredibly dramatic event although he is certainly capable of doing that. But God does not need to do that to speak. He can speak to you. Do I have a witness this morning? And it is a matter of your faith. And the third thing is that once you have come and heard, you have to follow God by faith. Three aspects of faith that must be intact, and then we will win even when losing is a certainty. Even when there are things that would absolutely destroy and rout us. Even when the world looks at us and says, my God, if that happened to me, I would just roll over and ask somebody, beg somebody to throw dirt on me. (laughs) But when you have your faith intact and you operate in the spirit by faith, there is nothing to separate you from the love of God through Jesus Christ. Nothing can separate you from God except your faith. It's always by faith. We're going to look at these three things in our lesson this morning. The first point we see in the fourth verse of Second Chronicles 20, as Jehoshaphat acknowledged that and a confederacy of foes were coming upon Judah. 
that Judah could not defeat. You see, the first step is to acknowledge that there is something on the horizon that's too much for you. No matter how serene the day appears, no matter how wonderfully it has begun, you've got to know that on the horizon, the devil is trying to find a fit and a click and a group and a way and a means and a scheme and a strategy and an approach to undermine anybody and any group that's about doing something for God. You got to know that. And Jehoshaphat said, God, I know that the boys are bad that are coming at me, and I'm telling you, Lord, I'm really scared. But <laughs> I know that if you are on our behalf, God, we can make it. I, I, I'm, I, I'm not saying we deserve it, God. I'm not saying that we've been good, because I know we haven't done all we should have done, Lord. But, but Lord, you said, you said, you said, you said in Second Chronicles 6 and 7, that when we dedicated this temple, that, that if we would stray and if enemies were somehow brought against us, if they came against us, and if they did all of this, if we would pray and cry out to you, that you would hear the prayers that are offered in this place. So, Lord, I want you to hear my prayer. And God said, I tell you what, Jehoshaphat, you go tell all of Judah to come. Come, come, come. And he had them come to the temple. The place representing the presence of God. You have to come to God by faith. Acknowledging that there are situations and issues that you do not have capacity to handle. Don't fool yourself. Your stock holdings and your money market and your investments and your exercise program and your good looks and your youth and all of your reputation and all of your position and all of the favor that you have with people, guess what? One day, everything will change. Because there will be something that money will not be able to purchase that you have to have. I don't care how much money Greg had. And we all know Greg is loaded. But we also know that no matter how much money Greg had, he can't buy him healing. Oh, you can talk back to me this morning. Sure, it helps to have some resources, some insurance, some money to be able to go and see a doctor. But how many of you know that beyond the doctor is the doctor who never lost a patient? Who never lost a patient? Who never lost a patient? And so what Greg was exercising was faith. Come to God, believing that God will act in our behalf. We have to have confidence in God's willingness and ability to move in our behalf. We have to believe that God wants nothing but good for us. We have to believe that God does not desire us to be sick. God does not desire us to die. God does not desire that we would suffer. God does not desire any of that. God does not need that to happen. But the reality is there's an enemy out there who works against the purposes of God, but what he schemes to do over here for evil, God in his omnis omniscient ways. 
disfigures the end before the beginning. <laughs> Amen. I like that. I said he figures the end. <laughs> he said, let me see. Now that old devil going to try to do such, 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 such. You know what? Uh, that's a good move the devil made. <laughs> but I got the last move. <laughs> I got the last move. Can God get a partner this morning? Can God get somebody to work with him this morning? <laughs> Can God get somebody to become a co-creator with him? <laughs> to trust him. To let him do his creative work. To let him do his wonders. To let him do his miracles. To let him do life transforming things. Nation transforming things. To let him do world transforming things. Can God get somebody with faith who will stand on the word of God and say, I will believe regardless to what comes or does not come. I trust in God wherever I may be, upon the land or on the rolling sea, for come what may from day to day, my heavenly Father watches over me. Can God get somebody who will come to him for help? We go to the doctor without consulting the doctor. We go to the lawyer without consulting the counselor who is wonderful. We go to the counselor without consulting the Prince of Peace. Can God get somebody? To trust him. To believe that he only has plans for your good. Did you hear that? He only has plans for your good. So we have to believe that as we come to God, he desires to bless us and not curse us. He desires to liberate us and set us free. He, does, he desires for our healing. He desires to do good. He desires to speak to us. And we have to have confidence in his ability to give us victory. How am I doing on my time? So, Dr. Peggy, where am I? Oh, praise God. <laughs> Wrong one to ask. <laughs> Are you heading for the door over there? What are you saying? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I better get back on here. We have to have confidence in God's ability to give victory. <laughs> have you ever thought of how prideful it is to not have confidence in God? Who are we <laughs> that we would doubt God? Have you ever considered what vanity, what vanity we live in that we would allow our minds to conjure thoughts that God can't be with me through this. God can't get me out of this. I knew he could do this. I knew he could give me a husband. I knew he could give me a job, but he can't get me out of this problem I'm in now. Who do we think we are? That anything can happen in our lives that God is unable to fix. 
But don't you know the enemy <laughs> would have us to believe that God can't and won't get you out of this when you're going through and you won't make it. But God says, Hallelujah, I choose life for you. I choose blessings for you. I do not choose curses for you. I choose deliverance for you. I choose prosperity for you. I choose peace for you. I choose a nation for you. I choose a blessed family for you. Can God get somebody to believe that? Amen. Then we've got to believe that God is not impressed with the devil. Jehoshaphat was afraid, but God was not afraid. <laughs> so Jehoshaphat had the good sense to say, I'm going to somebody who's not afraid. Now get this, the king of all Judah is afraid. And then what kind of leadership is he giving? <laughs> but he gave good leadership in this case because he said, God, I don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. Because we know we, ain't no sense in us looking at each other. That means there's no reason for us to look at each other. Because my friend on my left can't help me. My friend on my right, how many of you know the friend on your left really can't get you out of what you're in? Look to the one on the right, can that one, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. So we're coming to God, and then we're believing that God will speak to us by faith. By faith we believe that God will speak to us. And um, we have to hear God as he speaks. And God speaks to the whole person. I wish I had time, but I don't. But God spoke to all of Judah. The, the application here is for the nation of Judah. It is for us to see that God moves in behalf of his people who become Israel, Judah. And then eventually he brings all of Israel and ultimately all of the world uh, under his kingship. Glory to his holy name. Hallelujah. But there is also the micro-application. There's the application to our own lives in this. I want you to see that this morning. I want you to see that God desires to speak to us, but He does not only want to speak to, He does not want to speak only to our minds. And in most cases, we're used to listening to a sermon with our minds. And we judge what is said by what we think, how it squares with our theology, with our understanding, and so forth. But there can be another dimension to preaching. Hallelujah. Because you see, the Bible in the New Testament says that faith comes by hearing. Hearing the Word of God. How can we hear except there be a preacher? How can they preach except they be sent? Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah this morning. I mean, there's something about it. Remember, I'm not the preacher. <laughs> but God sends the preacher. And so then we have to understand that this is spiritual. Because the real preacher is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And if the Holy Ghost is not preaching, ain't nothing going on. It's a lot of hot air. But when the Lord himself 
descends in our midst and he opens up our hearts to his truth, to his word. Hallelujah. He reveals things to us. Oh, that's a good thing. That's what we want to happen. That's what we want to happen. God desires us to understand that that this hearing has to be supported by the Spirit. It is facilitated by the Spirit. It is not a cognitive thing. Now, there's a place for your cognitive faculties, for your thinking and processing of what you hear. You have to do that and reason. You have to use your reason. You have to use judgment. You have to use your good sense. But that has to has to be built upon a platform of the Spirit. Hallelujah. It has to fit within the, the, the working of the Spirit of God. So that presupposes that we submit to God. And we say, God, let your word come forth. I come to you for help. I believe you'll speak. I submit myself spiritually to you. And I believe that you want to speak to my spirit. But you also want to speak to my soul, my emotions. How many people are troubled? Don't lift your hand. Pastor's already done that. I was here the the uh, service the morning a couple of weeks ago. About half the congregation came. And I, I trusted not as many people would need to come this morning because I would trust that we have been delivered and moved beyond that. But isn't it true that we continually go through things? Hallelujah. Isn't it true? We, we can be delivered, but we're still going through. We're not there yet. But God wants us to have our emotions in check, have our mind in check, all submitted. Because each of our three uh, components as human beings must be congruent in line, in agreement with the Word of God. Your body, your soul person, and the spirit all have to submit to the Word of God. So you cannot come to church and just listen with your brain. And go. Judah could not come with only a part of Judah coming. Get this now. Because God's word gave instruction and directions for each member of Judah. Each one had a role to play in order for God to accomplish the victory. Remember, the battle was not theirs. It was the Lord's. But they had to serve the Lord. God did not call them to defeat the devil. He's going to handle that. Hallelujah. But he calls us to cooperate with him. To submit to him so that he can work through us. So we can bind the devil. Glory to the name of Jesus. You cannot do that on your own. This is making sense now. You have to come to God, believe God will speak to you by faith, but don't just allow it to become an intellectual exercise. But allow it to be a life-transforming experience. And even your body is submitted and subjected. So that when the pastor says it's time to give the tithes and offerings, we just jump and shout because we're so happy to invest in the things of God because God is going to use what we bring materially, listen to this, to advance his kingdom against the kingdom of darkness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I declare that to be so. So in your life, you've got to believe that God 
wants to bless you. And he wants to speak and instruct you in your mind, in your soul, your mind, your spirit, and your body. And finally, when you have heard God's word, you have to do something with it. Because faith without works is... Speak this morning. I said you got to help preach this morning. Faith without works is... I didn't hear that. Faith without works... The, 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 the final uh, uh, part of faith that has to be intact is that we have to follow God by faith. In the text this morning, as God spoke to the different divisions and parts and segments of the community, each of them received their place and their instruction. And they did what God called them to do. Hallelujah. The praise team came up. <laughs> Hallelujah. And God said, y'all going to praise the Lord. And he said, you get these other people, and they're going to do that. And you get these people over here, and they're going to do that. What does this mean? God requires us to be in position. Each of us has a position. Now, here's the application for the church, for the local church. Each of us has a place in this battle. And as the pastor leads this congregation forth, God wants to release the members of the body into their area of anointing and ordination. That does not mean ordained to preach as a pulpit preacher, as a member of the clergy, whatever that thing is. But I don't either. But God wants every one of us to hear. Please hear God for yourself. Don't be the one who leaves here today and say, I hope they heard that message. I wonder who he was preaching to. I, I don't want to. I really don't want to do that. I, I really want. I, just, I covet hearing from God. Even if the preacher stumbles and messes up. And if he can't say. If he, if he just stands up and says. Peter. Well, how do you say that? <laughs> Peter. Peter, <laughs> you should be able to say, Lord, when he said, Peter, Piper, pick, I just felt the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and I heard God telling me that when I go to my job this week, I'm supposed to pick a, pe a pickle peppers. <laughs> no, I don't quite mean that. But I pray that as you come, you're looking for a word for yourself. Because you come to God for Help. You come to God by faith believing that he will speak to you, to your whole person. And then you are willing to submit your whole person to the will of God, the instructions of God. And you will go and do what God has called you to do. And in the congregation, you will find yourself doing what God needs you to do. God needs you to do what you're called to do. He does not need you going out there banging the devil upside the head. He can handle the devil all by himself. But he has a whole lot of other stuff that he needs us to do with each other. Oh, my, I like that. Hallelujah. We need to be blessing each other. I'm going to quit there. We need to follow God by faith. God orders his battles. We don't order God's battles. We don't direct God's battles. We don't move God's hand. We discover what God is doing and what the will of God is as best we can. And we submit to that. And this morning, church of the living God, we want 
the Lord to fling open the doors wide. So that if there are any in our midst this morning who have not yet come to know the author and finisher of this faith that we've preached about, to come and meet Jesus. The one someone described in Scripture as one who told me everything about myself. That's the God I know who has a personal relationship with us. And I can go to God in secret prayer. Do I have a witness this morning? And I can find help in my time of need. And I know that there are going to be some struggles that I'm going to face in life that I can't handle. But guess what? I'm not daunted. I'm not fearful. I'm not afraid of anything, not even death. Because hallelujah, 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 my God is the God who said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Hallelujah. And if anybody lives in me and dies in me, shall live again. Glory to God. I'm rejoicing today because Jesus has the victory. He has fought every battle. He has won every battle in my behalf. And I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who loved me and gave himself for me. I preach his name this morning. I bless his glorious name. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet this morning and come to Jesus. Pastor Chuck and the ministry team, I think ministry leaders are somewhere in here. Is that right? Right over in here. What we're asking you to do right now, if you desire to receive Jesus as your Savior and or unite with this congregation, lift your hand where you are. As a statement of faith, here's one here. Lift your hand, lift your hand, lift your hand. You're not lifting them for man. They're over there. That's good. But we come to God by faith. This is an exercise of faith. We come to God by faith. Lift your hand if you want to come to Jesus. We come to him by faith. And this team will work with you. And they will guide you forth for prayer. And you will receive the impartation so that you're able then to hear from God. How many of you want that? Anybody here this morning who wants to be able to hear better from God? Lift your hand. 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 Just going to take another couple of moments. Lift your hand. Just hold your hand right there. Lift your hand. If you really, really, really want to hear, lift your hand. If you don't want to hear too much, you don't have to lift your hand too high. But if you really want to hear from God, I mean, you might face something on your job this week. You know it. You know it because they told you last week, this is the week. Lift your hand. In your family, there's something that is coming. It's on the horizon. Something you've been fearful of. You're concerned about. You've sought an answer. I'm here to declare to you this morning, God is the answer. I believe with all my life that God is your answer. I believe that. He will speak that to you. He will show you. He will direct you. He will guide you. If you will come to him by faith, I want you to begin by lifting your hand right now. That is your first step of faith. 
Don't get tired. Don't get weary. Just hold on. Just hold on. God is receiving. God is receiving. God is receiving. Hallelujah. Just pray. Just pray. Just God is receiving. If there's any challenge in your life, be it your health, be it your finances, just lift that unto the Lord right now. Capture, capture that, capture that, that monster. Capture that thing. Capture him in your mind right now. Put your faith to work. Now we're going to pray a prayer of faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, your people come. I just, I'm just going to pray. You just, you just pray silently with me. I'm going to, I'm going to pray. Father, your people come before you this morning by faith. And they believe that you desire nothing but good for them. Hallelujah! And they desire to be blessed. And they need to be blessed. And they come to you for help right now in their time of need. And so, Father, we ask you to speak to each of us. Speak to each of them. Speak to them, Lord, for the, what they need to know to do on the job, for what they need to know to do with their family, for what they need to do concerning their financial situation, for what they need to do concerning their health, their well-being, for what they need to do, Lord, concerning those other questions and perplexities that are facing them. Lord God, you must speak to them because if you don't speak, Lord, they cannot live. But if you speak, oh God, they will live. So speak to them, Lord God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, I pray that you will give each of us faith. That even as we have lifted our hands in your presence, that you will give us a faith that will take us forth. And our ears will listen to your word, even as our eyes are upon you. And we'll give you the glory in Jesus' holy name. And let the church of God say amen. All of you who have received the victory, give a shout of praise. Give a shout of praise. Give a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Those of you, those of you who are coming to receive Jesus and to unite with the congregation, meet the ministry team over to my right of the stage here. And the rest of us and all of us, let us go forth with joy and gladness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.